0: Welcome to A.T. Stewart and Sons Ministries. I'm your host, A.T. Stewart. I'm glad you've chosen to join us today as we look into the Word of God. So take your Bibles and let's hang out in God's Word for a few moments and see what God would say to us today. your Bibles, turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Hebrews, chapter 13. I want to start off this morning by Asking you several questions. Do not answer these out loud. Answer them only to yourself. Simple yes or no. First question. Did you pray yesterday specifically for a Christian that is undergoing persecution? Yes or no? Second question. Did sometime last week, Did you pray specifically for a Christian or Christians that were suffering because of their faith in Jesus? Third question. Did you sometime last month pray specifically for Christians who are undergoing torture and suffering because of their love for the Lord Jesus. Fourth question. Do you think it is your Heavenly Father's will for you to pray for Christians that are undergoing persecution? Now, if you answered yes to that last question and you did not answer yes to any of the three previous questions, do you see a disconnect going on? You acknowledge it is your Heavenly Father's will for you to pray for Christians undergoing persecution. But if you're not, then you're in disobedience. And I know as a Christian, you do not want to be in disobedience. Today we are joining with churches all over the world that observed last Sunday and this Sunday the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Now the purpose of this message this morning is to motivate you, to encourage you to pray regularly for Christians that are undergoing persecution for their faith. Now, if you're already doing that, then I hope to deepen your commitment to do that. If you're not doing it, I pray and have prayed that you will start today and make that a practice of your walk with the Lord. I want to start off with a quiz this morning to see how much you know about Persecution of Christians in the world. First question. What country has been ranked as the worst persecutor of Christians for the past 11 consecutive years? Afghanistan, Iran, North Korea, or China? What's your answer? North Korea is the correct answer. Fifty to 70,000 Christians are being held in horrific prison camps in North Korea. And the conditions are deplorable. The conditions are greatly inhumane. Next question. Of the top ten greatest persecutors of Christians, how many countries are primarily Islamic? How many are primarily Islamic? If you said eight, you were correct. Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, Maldives, Mali, Iran, and Yemen. The two countries that are in the top ten that are not primarily Islamic are Syria and North Korea. Next question. Which country or countries... Has no church buildings. North Korea, Iran, Afghanistan, or Saudi Arabia? All right? Answer Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is Muslim, they don't allow churches. Same thing for Afghanistan. Actually, North Korea has some churches in Iran have some church buildings. Next question. In 2012, how many Christians were killed because of their faith in Jesus Christ every month? Killed. Not tortured, but killed every month. 10, 50, 75, or 100? The answer, 100. 1,201 people were killed in 2012 for one reason. They were Christians. Next question. How many Christians are persecuted in some way because of their faith each year? Persecuted in some way because of their faith each year? Answer, 100,000. The estimated range is between 100,000 to 250,000 Christians who live under religious restrictions, harassment, and torture. Next question. What is true about Christian persecution worldwide? It's worse than it has been in any time in history. It's increasing. It's projected to get worse. Or all of the above? All of the above is right. We are living, and it's, you know, we think of, of the Colosseums of ancient Rome and the Christians being thrown into the lion's den, we think of that as the worst time for Christians. But that's not true. We are living in the worst time in human history to be a Christian. Next question. What percentage of the world's population lives under religious restrictions? Answer, 75%. 75% of the population lives in countries where governments, social groups, and individuals restrict people's abilities to freely practice their faith. And I don't know if the United States is included in that number, but it should be. Just this week, before the Supreme Court was a case, whether a city council could open their meeting in prayer. They've been doing it ever since they've been been meeting. Our own Supreme Court opens with God save the court. Congress opens in prayer, but don't get me started. That's for another day. Next question. Of the 260 countries in the world, how many persecute Christians? Answer 133 of the 100 of the 260. Next question the people who endure the most religious restrictions are jews christian islamic or buddhist? Christian. Next question. How are christians persecuted today? Kept from education and jobs? excommunicated from family whom they convert, when they convert, tortured, interrogated, and detained to recant their faith, ridiculed and turned in by neighbors, homes and churches are burned, paraded, and shamed in public, all of the above. All of the above. Yes. In our passage today, In Hebrews 13, the right of Hebrews is writing to a group of Christians that had previously experienced severe persecution. They had come through that, and now they are once again facing the danger of persecution. And so the right of Hebrews is writing them to warn them not to fall away from the faith because of the persecution. That is coming. In respect for God's Word, let me ask you to stand as I read verses 1 through 3. Let the love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember the prisoners as though in prison with them. And those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves are also in the body. You may be seated. Now there are three commands in this passage. We are going to concentrate only on the third command. The first command is to let brotherly love continue or remain. The second command is not to neglect to show hospitality to strangers. But the command that we will focus on today... Is the third command in verse 3 remember those in prison and those who are ill treated because of their faith in Jesus Christ. This is a command, by the way. It is in the imperative mood in the original Greek, it's not a suggestion. God commands us to remember those who are in prison and those who are ill treated. Because of their faith in Jesus, and we want to ask a series of questions. First, why are we commanded to remember those in prison and those who are ill-treated? First, I think we're commanded because God knows out of sight, out of mind. You and I are, you and I are commanded to remember them because, left to our own, we won't think about them because. They're not a part of our daily lives. We go about our daily existence, and because it is in a faraway land, we don't even think about those brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering for their faith. We tend to be myoptic, nearsighted. We only see what's going on around us. We get so caught up in our own troubles and our own problems that we don't take The time to think about others. Now, if you answered no to the questions I started off with about praying for persecuted Christians, I am convinced that you did not fail to pray for persecuted Christians intentionally. It wasn't like you said, I'm not going to pray for those people that are suffering for their faith. No, I think you just didn't think about it. I think it was just out of your mind because it was out of your sight. And so what we want to do today is to help keep it on your mind. Help bring it before you enough so that you will develop this practice in your Christian life. And I will give you aids to help you do this. I will share with you the aids that I use to help me remember to pray for Christians who have been persecuted on a daily basis. But the second reason, I believe, we're commanded to pray and remember those who are persecuted is given in verse 3. Because they are a part of the body of Christ. A part of our body. Since you yourselves are also in the body. This reminds me of what Paul talked about over in 1 Corinthians when he speaks of the church being like a human body with its many parts, but yet one body. We see in 1 Corinthians 12, And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now you're Christ's body. And individually, members of it. Paul says we're like a body, the body of Christ. And we are individual parts, but we're all connected. We're connected to those Christians in North Korea, those Christians in Saudi Arabia, those Christians in Afghanistan, those Christians in Somalia that are suffering. We're connected to them in a true sense. And Paul says, when one part of the body suffers, it affects all of us. Just like if you have a broken toe, it affects the rest of your body. Every time you try to take a step, it hurts. And the pain goes through your body. And so we are to remember them as a part of our family. They're they're our family members. Now think about this for a moment. If your spouse or one of your children, or one of your grandchildren, or maybe a brother or sister of yours, say they, because of a business trip or some other reason, ended up going over to North Korea. And being a Christian, they wanted to share their faith with some of the North Koreans. And so they shared their faith, and as a result of that, they got arrested... And they were thrown into prison. And by the way, there is an American who is in prison in North Korea, a travel agent, who was sharing his faith and is in prison, and our government will not approach the Korean government about letting him go. But going back to your situation, so many things I need to talk about, isn't it? So little time. All right. Would you pray for your brother, your sister, your child, your grandchild, your spouse who was in prison over there? I believe you'd be praying a lot. Well, listen, these people are part of our family, our spiritual family. And so just like you would pray for them, we need to be praying for our spiritual family as well. So that's why we should pray, because they're part of our family, and because we should remember, because if they're out of sight, they tend to be out of mind. Whom are we to pray? Those who are in prison and ill-treated for their faith. Now this word ill-treated was used again by the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11. And look at what context he uses this word. He says, they were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. So this word carries the idea of being tortured, of being hurt severely, of being beaten. And we are to remember those who are in prison and those who suffer because of their faith simply because they have embraced Jesus as their Lord and Savior. More than 43 million Christians have been killed for their faith since the crucifixion of Jesus. It's been estimated that more Christians have been martyred in the 20th century than in all the prior 1900 years combined. There has been more than 26 million documented cases of martyrdom in the 20th century alone. More than 20 million Christians in over 60 nations face persecution each day. 60% of those are children who suffer for their faith. Watch this video. Over the world, our brothers and sisters in Christ are being arrested, beaten, and killed because of their love, devotion, and witness for Jesus Christ.
1: Do you hear their cry? <laughs>
0: mà ở ở nãy chị nam chị là hình như là từ họ tiếp tục đánh đánh á đánh, đánh lại đó thế là bà co không chịu lấy không bỏ chúa được những bỏ chúa thì họ cho sống anh ấy không bỏ chúa thì họ không cho thế là bà co vú đây sống đây cũng khó khăn khó cả bây giờ không có nhà ở mà không
1: So that is how I lost my three sons and my sister's son and my brother's daughter, five of them. They got to the house, they were almost getting out of the house, these militants pushed them back to the house, locked the door from outside, and put a gallon of petrol inside, and threw a match inside. So they called themselves together, they said, since we cannot escape, let us pray that at least God will receive our soul. So they put hands together and started praying, and that is how they got water. who beat me came to the hospital. They said to the doctors, don't keep her here. If you do, we will kill you. I told my mother, I will never be able to stretch out my hand again. My hand will always be like this. I was crying. Several times I was kidnapped and was taken to an unknown place where they would hit me. For a month I couldn't listen very well because my hearing was damaged. Several times I was tortured physically. They removed my clothing and they beat me very badly with a leather strap. Two were holding me down while another one hit me. And twice they sodomized me with a metal rod. They said, if you accept Islam, we will not continue to beat you. I said, you have already tortured me. Do whatever more you want to do to me, but I will not become a Muslim. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. Will you join in the suffering of the followers of Jesus? Will you pray for them?
0: Do you hear their cry? How are we to remember those who are being killed and brutalized and sold into slavery and imprisoned and tortured and threatened and raped because of their faith in Jesus? First, we need to take the effort to learn about persecuted Christians. I have three websites listed that you can go to learn and be educated about persecuted Christians. Open Doors, Voice of the Martyrs, and Overseas Mission Fellowship. There are two of those in your bulletin, but take time to look at those sites And you will be informed, learn. Also, there is a world watch list. Next video.
1: The fact is, the fact every is, day of the week, every day of the in, week. in at least countries. 60 countries, people are persecuted people are because persecuted of their belief, in, of in, their Jesus belief in Jesus Christ. The question is, the question where, is are these where are these people? How severe is their suffering, is suffering? suffering? Who is persecuting? Who is persecuting them? them? Is their situation is improving situation or, or, declining? or declining? To answer these questions, to answer these Open doors, Open doors has International has been gathering data for more than 50 years. The result today, the result today is the world this has become. Most best widely known, accepted, most widely accepted, authoritative, authoritative, authoritative source of information, information about the persecuted, about the church. persecuted the church. The World Watch List is the World compiled through extensive research at research a, research at a field, field level. The, measurements, measurements, the list represents measurements, measurements, measurements that include places believers include places are being smashed, smashed, being smashed violent means, through violent as well as means, as well as places the church is, squeezed the church is being out squeezed, out squeezed out of existence. Through a complex scoring list the World Watch List takes into consideration which kind of Christians are being persecuted. It accounts for where this is occurring, as well as its levels of as, well as its level in of intensity any and in conscience. any given country. These factors are these then incorporated, are then incorporated by, viewing by viewing persecution within five spheres, within of, five daily spheres of daily life. Private life. Private life refers to a person's freedom, freedom of thought and space. conscience in their own in space. In many of the countries on, the list, list, on the list, persecutors interfere in the, private, interfere life the, in the private life of the individual. In China, there, there is China, freedom to be a Christian at home, but those who outwardly demonstrate their faith can face punishment at the hands of the government. In North Korea, in North Korea, the state seeks to deprive of the, the right Christian of the Jesus right to follow in Jesus, way, Jesus in public, any way, or public or the private, So believing in Jesus is outlawed. Family life, family life expresses Christians the pressures Christians experience within, within, within the family sphere, where persecutors seek to stop the spread of, the of faith by, by whatever means they, they can. Means they most can. often, it is seen, seen where families seen will disown, threaten, physically abuse, or even kill a family member who becomes a Christian. In Islamic states, this attack is often condoned by local or national law. Community life. Compers community life refers to the pressure on Christians to freely live their faith, in the, their faith spirit. in the community sphere. But in cases where but believers cases are dispersed into a, dispersed a, dispersed a dispersed dispersed into hostile neighbourhood, they, they are more susceptible to persecution to from local mobs, angry mobs, or, or, even mobs or even authority figures. figures. Christians are at Christians high, high, are at high even risk, even within their own neighbourhoods, in places like Pakistan or Colombia. National life national life the tracks the extent Christians to which Christians are free to participate in civil society, in civil society and, public and public life. In Iran, in, the in Iran, the primary Christians persecution Christians often experience come the often the comes from the, and the state from the and far less from the family or community. Church life measures Church life the limits, limits placed on Christians, placed on Christians, together Christians together, to gather even together, together please, even secretly, to express, secretly, faith to express group, their faith as a, group. a group. The Additionally, the World Watch list takes into account the spots of physical violence against, against, against Christians, profiling the communities, the the communities where the most violence occurs. Christians in Orissa, India in Orisa, face India far more violence far than more those living in New Delhi. The world, watch the world Watch List. It's not simply it's it's not compilation, a, simply a, a compilation data. of statistical it data. Is it is a global expression of the realities of, of, the persecution, of persecution based by individuals who have decided to, follow, have decided Jesus. to follow Jesus. It enables, the world, it enables the world to watch. It enables believers, it enables to, pray. believers to pray. When one Christian when suffers, we are all impacted we are all by it. Impacted by it.
0: Okay, the World Watch List, you can go and find it uh, online through Open Doors USA. It lists the countries in uh, descending order, the top being where the greatest persecution of Christians is. It shows how the rank has changed. Uh, Like Afghanistan is ranked three. They were number two uh, in 2012. And so it kind of can keep up with what's going on in these countries. So I encourage you, next slide, please. Another way you can remember is through financially supporting these organizations like Voice of the Martyrs and Open Doors and Overseas Fellowship. Another way you can remember, in addition to learning about them, in addition to financially supporting them, is to write letters to brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering. Next slide. There are letter-writing guides, and I have some over here on both sides, tell you everything you need to know to write a letter to a Christian who's being persecuted. Next slide. You can go on Open Door's website, and they will actually give you the names of people in persecution, tell you something about them, you write the letter, you send it to open doors, the address is in the letter writing uh, information, and they make sure it gets to that Christian who is suffering, that Christian who is in prison. And so if God's leading you to do that, that's a tremendous way to encourage someone in prison for their faith is writing a letter. It's not difficult to do. The letter guide tells you everything, even gives you a sample letter that you can use to help you word your letter. So this is a tremendous way to really have a first-hand contact with a Christian who is suffering. And again, Open Door's website will give you the names of people you can write by name who are suffering. Next slide. And then pray regularly for those who are being persecuted for the faith. As I mentioned to you a moment ago, I'm giving you many things to help remind you, to help keep you informed so you will remember to pray for the persecuted. Now, you can sign up for prayer alerts on open doors. Put your email address in. And this actually... These alerts are sent from Christians on the field who are suffering. They get the information back to Open Doors, and Open Doors sends it out to your mailbox. And so this is real time, stuff going on right now, that you can pray for those who are undergoing suffering at the present moment. The next place to sign up is the World Watch List weekly prayer update. And they will send you once a week a presentation, even include some PowerPoints, and information about Christians and countries on the World Watch List that you can pray for. Again, a way to remind you to keep praying. Now, I have listed in your bulletin how you can pray for the Christians undergoing persecution. There are specific ways that you can pray. You can pray for the supernatural protection of these Christians who are living in these nations that are being persecuted. You can pray for the salvation of the government officials uh, and the leaders of the militant groups that are targeting these Christians. You can pray for God to pierce the hearts and render powerless those who would draw the sword and bend the bow against His people. You can pray the Lord will close, will be close to and heal our brothers and sisters who are in prison and their physical bodies are being abused and their hearts are broken. You can pray Christians to rejoice as they share in the sufferings of Christ, uh, that they will be joyful in hope and patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. You can pray for those who've been imprisoned to be witnesses to their fellow prisoners and guards, leading them to Christ. You can pray for Christians who have been displaced lost homes and jobs, lost family members for the cause of Christ. There are a, these are just a few ways that you can pray for those who are being persecuted. Now I've included in your bulletin if you will take this out next slide please. Keep next. All right, you have in your bulletin, did we have some extra of these printed, Jerry, so that the ushers can give them out? Or are they just in the bulletin? Okay. In your bulletin, you have a person who is being persecuted that we're going to pray for right now. There are about eight different inserts, and so you don't have the same one as everybody else. So what I'm going to give you a moment to do is to read over your information. It even tells you how you can pray. And then I would like for you to spend a moment praying for that person. If your neighbor does not have one of these, after you finish praying, let me encourage you just to hand it to them and they can do it. Okay, let's take a moment, read it, and then after you finish reading, pray for the person that you have. Father, we lift up in prayer these particular ones that are before us this morning. I pray that you would touch our hearts, burden us, that we might continue to remember those in our family that are hurting, persecuted, because they love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I finished. skip to the last video. I wear wear this wristband. I wear this wristband. I wear this wristband in solidarity. In solidarity. In solidarity with my brothers and sisters. With my brothers and sisters in Christ. Who share my faith. My faith. My faith. But not my freedom.
1: But not my freedom.
0: 70% of the world's population today live in areas where they don't have religious freedom. That includes hundreds of millions of our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is happening, and it's on our watch. Imagine the impact of millions of people all coming together and praying for the same thing, strength and courage, for our brothers and sisters who share our faith, but who don't share our freedom. Today is the day, now is the time, for us to be one with them, I'm one with them. I'm one with them. I am one with them. I am one with them. I am one with them. I told you I'd give you several ways to help you remember to pray for persecuted Christians. One way is the wristband. We gave these out last year. We have regular sizes over here. Large sizes over by the piano. Uh, just to give you an indication, I have a large size. Corey, got a regular size. So, kind of judge gauge yourself and uh, do so appropriately. If you are willing to take this prayer calendar that you have in your bulletin from Open Doors, it gives you a prayer request for... Each day in November, on Saturday, you pray for Saturday and Sunday. Each other day of the week, you have a separate request. Now, tomorrow, you will be starting on November 11. If you are willing to pray through this month, and then, starting in December 1st, just go back to November 1st, and then go up to the 9th. Uh, the of December using the same calendar you can do that if you're willing to make the commitment to pray through this calendar during the month of November the beginning of December then I would like for you to take a wristband to remind you of your commitment to pray wear this throughout the day when you're at the store somebody may come up and say that's an interesting wristband what's that about Well, it's barbed wire, symbolizing barbed wire to remember Christians who are living under persecution, to remind me to pray for them. Also, we have several Voice of the Martyr magazines up front. Feel free to take one. There's information on the inside uh, that will help you learn more about persecuted Christians. Also, a way for you to sign up to get this free magazine if you want. Also, there are letter-writing guides up here. Feel free to take one of those if you would like to write a letter. Next year, when I ask you the question, have you prayed specifically yesterday for a persecuted Christian, what will your answer be? If you will do these things, it will be yes. I've been praying for persecuted Christians now probably 10 or 15 years. And the only reason I remember to do it is because I have these prayer guides and these aids to remind me. Because I'm just like you, out of sight, out of mind. But there now with the technology and internet, there's no excuse. You can get a prayer request delivered to your inbox every day to pray specifically for persecuted Christians. Let's pray. We do welcome you, and I'm glad that you have taken the opportunity to listen to a sermon on our internet, and I want you just to know that uh, everybody in the church is not like me. Uh, I have these fellows up here, our leadership team. Uh, This is Filiberto Medina, who is our Hispanic pastor, and our Hispanic congregation meets every Sunday evening at 6.30. This is Paul Kumar. He is our minister of community connections, Uh, and to my left is Mark Baker who heads up our Reformers Unanimous Ministry, which is a Christian addiction recovery program that meets every Friday night at 7 o'clock. So if you live in the Mableton area, uh, and it doesn't matter what race you're from, it doesn't matter your cultural background, I want you to know you are welcome at Westside Church. This is where everybody is somebody and Jesus is Lord. Hope you'll join us soon.
1: Thank you for being with us for this message. Each week, Dr. Stewart gives practical applications and ways to live out the Word of God. If you would like more information, please take a moment to view our website at wbcfamily.org. That's wbcfamily.org.